Hi everybody and welcome to this episode of the Joe Yoga Life Diaries. Um, so today we are talking about teenagers and as mothers of, maybe you've got a teen, maybe you haven't yet, but um, we're certainly going to be getting there. Um, and I do at the moment, you know that my son, he is 13 going on, uh, he'll be 14 in 2021 in a, only a few months time. And it's a big, big, big change. It's a big time in our lives. If we look back at our own teen years and what we went through then and I just thought it would be a really good episode just to have a sort of open conversation about parenting teens, guiding teens, being with teens um, and exactly what's going on in their world and their mind and their brain because as I've been doing my research and studying and learning about working with teenagers and helping them through mental health illness and growing and just general development things. I've learned so much about us as humans and what we go through. And it really, really is quite fascinating. Um, I'm going to start actually with my own experience of of how things are for me as a mother. Um, I know that my son is pulling away. I, you know, I know that he is at that point now where he is moving away from us. He is finding his own way, which I will be going more into a little bit more in this episode as to why they do this and what's going on. And 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 it's not just about being coming adults. There's a scientific, you know, kind of almost like instinct in humans as to what goes on during that time. And um, but we've certainly as you know, well, you may or may not know, but it was just just my son and I for the first few years of his life. And I became incredibly protective over those years and and protective over our relationship as a duo. And um, and I'm still very protective over that. Although obviously, you know, I, I let other people in now and, and my partner is very, very much, you know, we are now a whole unit. It's, it's very, very different now. But you know, I'm really, I still really kind of cling to him. I still, I still really like to say goodnight to him on days when I've been in the shower and he's gone to school and I've not had the opportunity to say goodbye to him and wish him to have a good day. I'm like, oh no, I didn't say goodbye when he went to school. And, you know, I still have these kind of strings that I like to keep. I'm very, very protective of that. And I'm so aware that there's going to be so much of his life that I'm not around and that I'm not going to share with him that I suppose I'm just really trying to hold on to as much as I possibly can while I can and but I'm also very respectful of the fact that he does need his own time he needs his privacy he needs his time and and the fact that he doesn't want to spend lots of time with us the fact that he wants to be with his friends he wants to be out doing stuff that you know I'm okay with it all right I don't like it but I know it is the natural progression and that is exactly where he should be, exactly where he should be. And therefore, you know, I'm happy for that. Um, And we, you know, the last week or so, he's really, really pulled away from us and I was really struggling with it. And I'm not going to go into it because it's a personal, very personal story, but um, it it transpired there was other stuff going on and, and he did sort of come back to us. But I did find that really hard that he just really shut us down and really like locked himself away didn't want to make eye contact with us. Again, I know this is a completely scientific reason why teenagers don't make eye contact with adults. I'm fully aware of that and that the whole brain rewiring. So we might think that teenagers are being rude, but it's not. It's that they're physically unable to have that kind of intensity with somebody because of the whole 
rewiring that's going on in their lovely amazing brains so you know but it was it was very very obvious that my son was going through something that he wasn't sharing which thankfully he did eventually and we're all good um but it's inspired me to have this conversation today and to hopefully bring you some comfort and you some support if you're feeling like you're struggling or you're just wanting to talk some stuff out about you know I think sometimes we think that we're failing as mothers if, if our teens are being grumpy. <laughs> you know, we, we think, oh my God, it's my fault because my child isn't doing colouring or my child isn't being creative. My child just seems to be on their foot. Well, you know, it's all about them connecting with their friends at the moment. So I'm here to remind you that it's okay and to explain a few things to you. We obviously, of course, we know there are in, intense, huge bodily changes happening during this time so we're talking I'm really focusing on the ages of sort of 11 to 14 15 at the moment so the early teens that main transition the tweens to the teens and the bodily changes they go through during adolescence are as significant as the changes in a newborn infant so let that sink in for a moment that is they're not just you're going through puberty you're going through adolescence these are huge huge changes but now they've got to also deal with life as well as that you know as an infant as a newborn baby they're just laying there they're getting fed they're being cuddled you know so so their body's allowed to do all of that they've got the time for everything to happen now they're going through it and they've got relationships to deal with school to deal with everything else as well as what their body's going through now we have three cycles as humans we have the consciousness cycle which uh, is a seven-year cycle. So every seven years, we go through a change in consciousness. We have the intelligence cycle, which is an 11-year cycle. And then we have the energy cycle, which is 18 years. But we're not going to be talking about the energy cycle this year, uh, today. Today, we're talking about the consciousness and the intelligence. So at the age of 11, they go through the leap they go through a whole change in their intelligence. It is at the age of 11 where now you've taught them, okay? You've taught them right from wrong. You've taught them how to speak. You've taught them how to walk. You've taught them how to be friends. You've taught them how to be educated. I remember being on a yoga training course, a teacher training course, and I was talking to my teacher and she said, oh, how old is your son now? And I said, oh, he was whatever he was then. He was, he was over 11 anyway. So he might've been 12 or he might've, no, he wouldn't, I'm not sure anyway, 11 or 12. And she went, oh, so your work is done then. And I went, oh, absolutely not my work cannot be done there's still so much for me to teach him and share with him and you know and but what she meant is that that the foundation is done now okay the foundation work is done you've done your parenting now it's about that young adult now working it out working out where they are they know right from wrong now it's learning about what feels, how it feels for them when they take those actions, okay? So this intelligence cycle, when they suddenly get this kind of leap from the age of 11, they're now starting to really look at their identity. They know right from wrong, they've been taught from you, and now it's the, they start to think, well, who am I? What do I believe? How do I do life? How do I become an adult? So not only are their physical bodies flushed with hormones and transforming from a child into an adult, their emotions and their minds are in a rapidly changing state as well. Okay, so this is all going on. So at 11, 
they have this intelligence but then intelligence cycle change and then where the consciousness cycle is on a seven-year cycle so when they get to 14 their consciousness also goes through a huge development change so between 11 and 14 you've got the intelligence and the consciousness all working together and what they'll find is that their intelligence cycle that they've that they've adapted and worked with and they've worked things out when their consciousness then changes that questions a lot of the intelligence stuff that they've worked out because once their consciousness changes they begin to examine and evaluate absolutely everything and 14 year olds are way more conscious than what we are as adults because they're going through so many changes they're learning things all the time we get kind of stuck in patterns they're not quite stuck in those patterns yet they're still pushing boundaries they're still trying things out so they're going through these huge two major shifts their intelligence and their consciousness changes this period of time generates very very powerful memories and lessons which they draw on in the future so you might find as well that you went through things during that time that you you refer back to as an adult and you go oh yeah I remember that it tends to be it tends to be I'm not saying it's for everyone negative stuff it's like oh yeah that happened oh, it was awful oh I hated that yeah and we draw on that in the future to to learn to progress ourselves and think well I'm not doing that again or I'm not going near that person again or yeah I remember I was really yeah so they tends to be it tends to be the negative things that give us the greatest lessons and so that's what we tend to remember and um, we we tend not to forget these even though we do try to as we get older I'm sure other things that are happening so during this time between so 11 and 14 to 15 so you've got these huge changes so you've got sexual development happening a really important thing is they are finding their tribe this is why when they don't want to spend time with you and they want to be out with their friends or they want to be on the phone to their friends or that that's okay yeah that this is the time where they need to be finding their group of people they're not the same as us they don't mix with adults they don't we, we, we can't connect together because our brains are so different and going through such different things we're in such different parts of our lives and therefore they don't want to share what they're going through with you because one you might be judgy and two we'd never really understand yes we were teenagers once we went through it but now with hindsight we kind of want to put all that on them don't we, we want to go yeah well I know this and I they don't want to hear that okay they want to find their tribe and talk to people who are going through the same stuff as them they're evaluating their own moral values as well at this point you've taught them right from wrong but then they've also got you know things happening in the, within the tribe within the friendship group and they're evaluating how they feel about things and what they might do and you may well find that they sometimes well they will push the boundaries they'll push the boundaries to see how it feels and it will either not feel good for them and then they won't want to do it again or they might be actually oh I got away with that and I'm all right and I'll try that again you know they're gonna really try and find their way and find their feet the intelligence shift at 11 at the age of 11 the sexual hormones begin to flow now obviously they're not emotionally um, mature enough 
for anything like that which is why they can get so confused because these feelings start to rush in which is why they want to find their tribe more so in girls that this happens when they're younger with girls um they really start to notice it from 11 onwards or from whenever they start their periods really they'll start to notice that boys not so much they're a little bit later but you certainly get those testosterone hormone boosts where they suddenly just want to pick a fight or they you know they, they're just argumentative they're just snappy and they're and you know the testosterone really can kicks in life for all young adults at this age is full of a new intensity and a new richness there is a lot more feeling going on there is a lot more awareness of their bodies changing and their bodies feeling different um and because of they're, they're going through a lot of this remember a lot of this will be repressed in schools and at home we'll often not encourage them to explore their bodies will not talk about it it's not something that's talked about um they may be made to feel bad if their boobs have started to grow or if their periods start or if they you know get an erection or anything you know they can, can be made to feel like it's wrong um and this is society's fault it's no person in particular and we just have to bear that in mind and try and have conversations as openly as possible and as comfortable to try and be comfortable that it's okay that you know, the body is changing and sexuality is such a massive, massive thing for all humans. It's a huge, huge thing in life and it should not be repressed. Um, it should be openly, comfortably discussed if the teen is comfortable with it. Um, it's at this point, once they go through their consciousness change at 14, and then, so it's during this time as well that they'll start thinking separately from the parents when they're younger they're kind of your their opinions are very much the same as what their parents are but as i say they find their tribe and they start to question things they start to find their own moral thinking and their own opinions and their own goals and they really start to have strong feelings and opinions and very much immediate goals there's a, a real sense of impatience as well if they decide they want to do something it's almost like immediate it has to be done now um Many of their new goals are to do with relationships and learning new skills and new things, which is great. Really, really good. Should always, always be encouraged. Um, and the whole rewiring of the brain, this cognitive development, um, it may well develop quicker. Their brain might change quicker than what their social and emotional maturity will, which is why they can sometimes make mistakes or embarrass themselves or and, and and just but it's about finding these mistakes and that it's okay for them to do that and why they get so embarrassed and they might not want to talk about something because their brain changes quicker than what actually their emotions can deal with and so you know that I, I can't even really think of an example at the moment all I can remember is you know times when I was super super embarrassed at school um you know for maybe for achieving something but not wanting to be proud or something like that you know so um they sometimes appear like they're not coping very well. But again, communication is a really, really good thing here. Um, the 11-year cycle brings new thoughts and ideas about the way things that work and what there is to do. So these really strong hormones will accompany very strong feelings about what they like and what they don't like. And as they get to 14 and the consciousness changes, the values that seemed important and the sense of who they were 
just completely shifts and their logic changes, even though they thought they just figured it all out. So you can see why they can get really, really, really confused and really like annoyed and frustrated with themselves because there's just, it seems so confusing at that time. And that is why, because there's so much change happening. Um, I just want to read this quote, this for you. Teenagers can be guided and protected to some degree, but more than that, they need a lot of communication and interaction as they make their discoveries on their own, as they really learn to discover themselves. So I want you to know that there's no cookie cutter human out there. What, and there's no, also no cookie cutter way of dealing with your teenager. What we need to do is allow them to keep their spirit. Remember, so much is repressed at school. They have to dress the same. They have to behave a certain way. There's so much that is repressed and they're sort of made to feel they must fit in. As an adult around them and as their guide, you want them to keep their spirit and encourage their uniqueness. So be careful about if they, if they decide their goal is something that you didn't want them to do, be careful about putting your judgment on that encouragement is the best thing and guide them to explore the effects of their choices so encourage them to make their choices and allow them to know how they feel allow them to go through it may be painful for them don't protect them from that allow them to feel the pain they go through from their choices in the long run that's how they learn if you overprotect children they're not going to learn and they're not going to find their own way communicate with them by listening action, involvement, and modeling. It's no point wanting your child not to smoke if you're happy to smoke around them, yeah? Model the way, you know, practice what you preach, involve them, involve them in decisions that they can be involved in, try and involve them in as much as you can, and, or, or at least make them feel they are involved, Yes, I mean, discuss things with them. Um, and I'm talking, you know, these can be big things like holiday plans. Um, if they've got a dream that they want to do or something they want to do, okay, how can we make small steps to make that dream work? And, um, you know, provide some action, provide guidance, always listen first, then provide action, provide guidance, involve them in your life as much as you can be involved in theirs and model the way. I hope that this has given you some food for thought. And I just want to finish with this. It may seem like hard work, but it is essential work. Communicate your values and passions by showing it in your life. That positive modeling will take seed and it will help the teenager resolve their own search for self and life. So we're here as their guides. We're here for them to watch, to learn while they find their own way. We cannot micromanage our teens. They are here to find their own way. And as much as it hurts when they pull away, you know you're doing the right thing when they find their tribe and they find their way. So here's to all us incredible mothers of these incredible, unique human beings that we are raising. We're not raising children. We are raising young adults. I'll see you next time, Satnam. Thank you so much for listening today. If anything resonated or you feel inspired to, please share as that is how we spread the healing. To learn more about me, my teachings or any of the Joe Yoga programs, go to www.joyogauk.co.uk and I'll see you next time. Bye.